Hello and welcome to the Bell Podcast. My name is Marcy Timmerman. I am your executive director. The Bell Podcast is a product of Mental Health America of Kentucky. This is the very first podcast uh, in a series that we're hoping to do for advocacy reasons in Kentucky General Assembly 2021. Uh, I have with us Tanner Mobley. He is the executive director of Band Conversion Therapy Kentucky, uh, here to speak about the Youth Mental Health Act in Kentucky, uh, which has been filed for the 2021 session. Uh, Tanner, you want to give us a little bit of background about who you are and who BCTK is, which, by the way, folks, is how we shorten Band Conversion Therapy Kentucky, because it is quite a mouthful, just like (laughs) M-A-J-K-Y. (laughs) And <laughs> the Youth Mental Health Protection Act. Yes, we just, <laughs> but yes, my name, my name is Tanner Mobley. I'm the Executive Director of Band Conversion Therapy Kentucky. We are a grassroots, nonpartisan organization working to protect Kentucky's kids from attempts to change their sexual orientation or gender identity, um, which is commonly referred to as conversion therapy. Uh, we certainly prefer Alice Forgy Kerr's, Senator Alice Forgy Kerr's term uh, conversion torture because I, I think it uh, better describes what these practices are. But um, we do this through a couple of ways, through education and reaching the public, reaching people where they are, as well as pushing for legislation, like you said, with Youth Mental Health Protection Act, trying to uh, protect kids and from licensed practitioners. You had another question. Just a little bit more about you and how you got involved with BCTK. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I, um, my background is in student affairs and working with LGBT youth at universities. So, you know, working, you know, as a student in my undergrad at Bellarmine and then at UofL, I interned at their LGBT center and, 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 and other places and, and, and having other students that we worked with just, they would just disappear. And, um, feeling desperate and not knowing how to help and finding out later that their parents had sent them to conversion therapy. And, you know, as someone that obviously cares a lot about this community and our students and already having so many other difficulties that they face just from marginalization and, and whatnot, I, I was desperately looking for a way to help. And so I actually uh, met uh, Sam Brenton, who is now the vice president um, at the the Trevor Project, who is a survivor of conversion therapy and who has been a steadfast advocate on this issue, launching the 50 Bills, 50 States campaign, um, as well as a couple other things to combat this issue nationwide. And, um, you know, we got to talking and uh, that's kind of how we got this started in the state of Kentucky. So this is actually the fifth year that we're working on legislation here and we've continued to grow substantially over the past couple of years, which has been really exciting to see. And uh, hopefully this is the last year um, that we, we even have to do this. So. so I think it's important to mention um, to anyone listening that the conversion therapy we're talking about is universally condemned by the American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, by all of the psychology, social work, all of the major professional organizations across the country um, have deemed it an unethical practice. So this is not something that people are doing with an ethical lens in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that the average person in Kentucky may still not know what conversion therapy actually is. And I agree with you, conversion torture is probably a much better statement. Um, So, but can you kind of give us a little bit of background on what would be encompassing in that? Absolutely. So that's, that's the other kind of issue I have with using just one term to describe these practices, because 
really, if you could think any of any possible thing that someone could possibly attempt to try to change someone's sexual orientation or gender identity, it's been done, uh, right? So from the more extreme cases that might be, you know, there's been examples of having youth wear backpacks full of bricks for 12 hours at a time to feel the weight of homosexuality um, to inducing vomiting or some sort of painful stimuli like heat coils sitting on blocks of ice, those types of things to get them to associate their, their identity um, with something painful or shameful. Um, you know, you also see examples of the, the, what they call reconditioning, making youth watch straight pornography or um, showing gay pornography and, and, and shocking them with electric shock therapy while they do it. Um, more recently, though, we have gotten away from some of these more barbaric versions of conversion therapy, but just because it's not physical, um, I would argue it's just as equally as harmful for, for um, use mental states. So you're going to see instances of just blatant lying, telling youth, I met a survivor who was told at seven years old that he was the last gay person on earth. And if he didn't change, the government would come find him and kill him. Um, exorcisms, blatant shaming, telling them, you know, that God in their community is not going to love them unless they change who they are. I mean, the, the list just goes on and on and on from the yeah. examples that I've heard. For anyone and, listening, that's abuse, right? That's a physical abuse to a mental and emotional abuse. Anyone who works in mental health knows that. So exactly. And it's, it's, it's been proven, like you said, to be ineffective by every major med- medical psychological youth organization in the entire United States and here in Kentucky. We have over 100 organizations in our coalition fighting against these practices, ranging from the Kentucky Medical Association to the Kentucky Mental Health Coalition, who has over 80 member organizations. Um, you know, we, we know even more so from Trevor Project data that about 42% of youth that undergo these practices attempt suicide at one point. 42%. That's almost 50% of people that undergo these practices attempt suicide. If there was any other quote unquote medical practice that had almost a 50, 50% suicide rate, whether it be just in the medical field or in the mental health field, of course we wouldn't allow it to continue happening. So why in the state of Kentucky and in 30 other states is conversion therapy still allowed to continue? And in a way, by allowing it to continue, we argue that it's, it's state sanctioned because these are licensed therapists by the state of Kentucky that are practicing conversion therapy. So I think that's chilling to hear too, that there are, th- there are therapists and social workers and other providers out there who have all this education, right? And who are still actively harming youth, whether they realize it or not. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. It's definitely time to take a stand about that and, and stand up and, and make it clear that these practices aren't acceptable. We can't be killing our kids. Absolutely. That's simple. Anything and, else that increased suicide, even by 10%, we have a heart attack at the state level. So why isn't this um, a bigger issue? And I, I think it is a big issue. And I think this five years of work is showing that. I think your your efforts have been clear. Um, it's definitely a bipartisan bill. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about like what the bill numbers are and where they are in the House and Senate right now? Absolutely. So our bills were pre-filed this past summer. Um, Actually, with our August hearing, we had our first hearing, informational hearing on the issue, um, which was really exciting to have in uh, Senator Schickel's uh, licensing and occupation committee. Um, And 
uh, the bills were just assigned numbers yesterday. So House Bill or Tuesday, excuse me, uh, House Bill 19 and Senate Bill 30. Uh, Representative Lisa Wilner, former president of the Kentucky Psychological Association, uh, is uh, championing that bill uh, alongside with Representative Kim Banta, who is a Republican and a former principal from Northern Kentucky. Uh, and on our Senate bill, uh, Senator Alice Forgie Kerr, who was our primary co-sponsor as well last year. She is a Southern Baptist Sunday school teacher. Uh, she speaks the language. She's been absolutely amazing to have on board and has been a, a huge advocate on this issue. And she's uh, she's championing that alongside of Senator Morgan McGarvey, the minority leader. So uh, in terms of the legislation, right? So our bill is narrowly tailored. We recognize that we live in the state of Kentucky and we can only take a bite out of the apple, so to speak. So our bill applies to youth and licensed practitioners, which is about 30% of all conversion therapy taking place. But once again, going back to that point that these are, these are folks that are licensed by the state of Kentucky. So, uh, you know, we license people for a reason, you know, folks that are licensed should be, uh, first of all, following their oaths of doing no harm, right? Yeah. Um, so that's one of the reasons why we've done that. And in fact, I think, you know, we do get some pushback on this sometimes, but our bill is actually the most comprehensive ban on conversion therapy in the entire nation. So if it were to be passed, it would be the most comprehensive, more so than New York, California, any of these other states that have passed previously. So early in the session, so things haven't really been assigned to committees yet and things like that. But I do understand that there's been a call lately for people to make that call and send emails, contact your legislator, let them know at the state level. Remember where it's at, right? <laughs> it's at the state level, folks. This is not federal legislation. Uh, to contact your legislator and make sure that they know that this is important to you and that you support it. And at Mental Health America of Kentucky, obviously, with our Before Stage 4 initiative, this is a given for us to follow. And for those who are listening who aren't familiar with Before Stage 4, um, that is our process of trying to prevent people from getting to that final stage of mental health issues. So whether that is hospitalization against their will, suicide or um, even jail. In a lot of cases, um, jails, you know, are full of folks who have a mental health issue. And our job is to stop that. And this is a very simple thing that we can do is to stop even people practicing that shouldn't be. People turn to licensed providers because they trust them and because they trust that license. And, and to violate that trust is, is abhorrent to us. So we really appreciate that you are here and talking about that um, at length. I really appreciate that part. Just a little bit more about the process of advocacy. Um, just because this is our first show in that, I want to add a little bit about advocacy in general and what that means. You are not a lobbyist if you call your legislator. Your legislator works for you. If you are a 501c3 organization like MHA Kentucky, uh, we are advocates. We educate legislators on issues and, under and promote the ones that are most important for us to pass. And BCTK's Youth Mental Health Protection Act is one of our priorities for this year. So folks, we want to let you know that it's okay to call your legislator. You're not bugging them by any means. They literally want to hear from you. And something that Sheila Schuster, one of our board members, um, always says is, you know, 10 phone calls can feel like a lot. Mm -hmm. 10 emails can feel like a lot. Now, right now they're kind of drowning in email. So the, the phone call and the email are important to do both, right? Mm -hmm. And a shout out on social media isn't going to hurt anything either. Yeah. So um, find out who your legislators are. We can help you get to that. Uh, if you have questions about that, reach out to me or you can go to legislature, the word L-E-A-G-I-S-L-A-T-U-R-E dot K-Y dot gov. 
and that on that page you there's a find my legislator uh, part that I can let you put in your address and you can find out who represents you if you don't know. And I hope you were voters, so I hope you know. Uh, <laughs> there anything else you wanted to make sure we got in here Tanner you did yeah, it right absolutely now. a couple things so I so just to kind of go along with that so this session uh leadership has switched things up hearing that essentially bill only bills that they think are going to pass are getting assigned to committee which is incredibly I'm gonna use the word dangerous for this bill and the fact that we can't we, we you know we've had consistent momentum building over the past five years and we absolutely cannot digress this session to not even have a hearing, right? So that's why it's so important that we are contacting our legislators, especially early on in the session to make sure that this gets on the agenda, right? Um, if we can at least get it to a hearing and educate our legislators, I think folks, and we know that folks on both sides of the aisle can agree that we shouldn't be torturing our children, right? doesn't matter how you feel on the topic of LGBT issues or, or quote unquote homosexuality, this is, a, this is a suicide prevention issue. Um, and I, once again, I think that folks on both sides of the aisle can absolutely agree with that. Uh, kind of going back to your point about making phone calls, right? So uh, I know some, for some folks that can be kind of intimidating, but uh, you know, when you make a phone call, you aren't even contacting your legislator directly. There's, there's folks in the office, so this is what they do for a job. They, they sit there and they, they take messages and they, they, they get it to the proper legislator in place. Um, they make it incredibly easy. We have a call script on our website um, that you can literally read off. Um, and all they do is just take your name, your address, put the message down, and they, they, they give the legislator a red or a green slip based off of whether you support or oppose the bill. So it's super easy um, and it, it's absolutely effective. Like Marcy said, there's been times where um, you know, five constituents from a district call and a legislator co-sponsors a bill based off of those five contacts. Uh, your voice really does matter, especially if you are, are speaking to your legislator directly. They do listen to their constituents. The legislative message line, folks, is 1-800-372-7181. And we will put that in the show notes as well in the podcast. So just want to make sure everyone knows that that number and God bless those people who answer that phone. They will listen to you no matter what you do, but please be nice. Absolutely. And I think even more so for folks that may not like to make phone calls, right? We've made it easy to send an email. So if you go to any of our, our social media, it's just at BANCONTHERAPYKY. If you just search Band Conversion Therapy Kentucky on any platform, it should pull up. We have an email form. All you got to do is put your, your name and basic contact information and it contacts your legislators directly. Mm -hmm. um, and you're obviously also able to edit that message if there's anything you would like to add. But so that would be incredibly helpful. And I think just also emphasizing that something that we get a lot, right, is that, well, we know already that LGBT suicide, like LGBT folks are more susceptible to suicide based off of societal um, treatment, right? But this issue, we know for a fact that the suicide rate is almost double for conversion therapy survivors. A lot of these kids aren't even necessarily um, LGBT, right? They're, they may be straight youth who are just trying to figure out who they are in this world. You know, there's instances where there's youth that just are like, for, like young boys, for example, that just may have like slightly feminine characteristics that are sent through conversion therapy. They don't even know what sexuality is at that point, you know? And so how damaging that must be to a youth psyche being told that there's something wrong with you. 
Uh, and more so, even for parents, you know, being susceptible to these practices, do come out to their parents. If you don't know someone that's LGBT, that is, that is, it can be scary. It can be confusing because you don't know what to do. You've, you've seen in movies and, and from things that like LGBT people get treated poorly. And, uh, you know, that's a vulnerable time for parents. And so these conversion therapists and uh, pastors and folks that talk them into doing this during this vulnerable time when they don't recognize that they're putting their child through something that could lead them to lifelong psychological trauma and even suicide. So, you know, we're very careful about trying to not villainize parents. We, we really truly believe that most parents try to do what's best for their kids. And that's, that's another reason why this legislation is so important uh, to prevent that snake oil from being sold to people because, yeah, I, I think that's just so important. Yeah, and definitely what plays into it, that toxic masculinity we've been hearing so much about, and, and there's so much pressure and misinformation, you're right. And that's just really hard to fight, but important to fight, um, definitely. And parents, if you're listening right now, there's nothing wrong with your kid. We can get you to good quality therapists, good quality people, good support systems for you as well. Those do exist. And I'd be happy to give you those lists of resources and connect you personally if needed. So just give us a call if you need to do that, because that's super important. Um, and if you are LGBTQ and you're listening to this and you are just now realizing you were put through conversion therapy, there is help for you as well. There are survivors in therapy. We have therapists in Kentucky who are qualified to help you um, culturally competently so they understand you and where you've been and where you're coming from. So don't don't feel like that is something that you can't do right now. Um, and there's definitely nothing wrong with anyone with LGBTQ status. And it's okay to be questioning. Uh, and it's okay to be feminine. Uh, we just want to make sure that those things are, are put out there because I know it's, it's hard and, and people don't hear that enough. So sorry, my voice is going. And that's yeah. the whole purpose of a therapist, right? It's not to tell a person who they are, but to help them figure out who they are and come to terms with that on their own. And, you know, and if they go to a therapist and they decide for themselves that actually I am straight or, or I am cisgender, that's okay, right? But it's not up to the therapist to attempt to go in and change or, or, or shame them into being something that they're not or, or associating these feelings, these very normal human emotions with something that's getting them to associate with something that's wrong. Um, so just so incredibly important. I think it's really just an, an insult to the field of mental health and, and medicine to even insinuate that that's, that's proper medical practice and, Totally in agreement with you there. It's definitely an insult to the whole process of therapy. If your therapist is telling you who you are, you're in the wrong place. It's time to walk away. And please let us know because I just can't imagine how awful that would be. I just can't. Like, yeah, that's definitely not what we have folks for. You're right. So folks, those bill numbers again are House Bill 19, Senate Bill 30. That's in the Kentucky General Assembly for 2021. Tough, tough year because, yeah, we don't really have the same access we did, right? Even if we get a hearing, we can't all show up in support uh, right. physically. So um, just in case folks didn't know about some of the changes, the Capitol is closed to visitors for the most part. Um, if you have a appointment with a legislator in advance, you can do that um, and see them in person in small groups of less than 10. 
Um, and I think it might even have been less than three as of yesterday. The rules keep changing on us, which is fine. Um, <laughs> we want to protect people, right? This is COVID-19. Um, but it doesn't mean that we can't start protecting our youth as well and stop this suicidal practice. So. Exactly. And if I could just end, I guess, by saying that if anyone is compelled by this and wants to get more involved, uh, you can go to our website and sign up to become an ambassador. Um, our ambassadors go out into our community communities and educate folks um, and push their legislators to uh, support legislation like this to protect youth from conversion therapy. So uh, if you just go to banconversiontherapyky.org, you can find more information there. Yep, and their call to action information, including that email form, is also on that website. It's an excellent website if you have more questions than answers about what we were talking about today. Um, it's, it, they do a great job. They've highlighted quite a few folks who are survivors of this practice, and, and I appreciate y'all's hard work. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you.